2: It's time to turn off the lights, grab some popcorn, and watch some horrible horror movies. This is the Terrible Terror Podcast. Each episode, I delve into the world of terrible horror movies. Why do I do it? Well, I can't really explain it, but I love these horrible movies. So if you've made a movie on your phone, or made your own special effects MacGyver style, please send it my way. Now what happens when you take away the key elements besides the main villain and make a sequel that's almost completely unwatchable to such a cult classic why you get Thanks Killing 3 Why, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Terrible Terror Podcast. Oh, boy. Well, if you guys have been listening since the beginning, last Thanksgiving, I decided to check out Killing thanks to one of the listeners, Angelo. And uh, I found that movie to be a very entertaining and kind of fun movie. It was very silly and dumb, but for the most part... It was a very entertaining movie. I recommend that everybody go see Thanks Killing. And so at that same time, I found out about Thanks Killing 3. So, this is also Angelo's fault for introducing me to the first one, but when I was looking around and uh, I couldn't find Thanks Killing 2 and I was really wondering why? Why can't you find Thanks Killing 2? Well, supposedly killing 3 tells you why you can't find killing 2. And it's stupid. Now, in the last podcast, I told a little story at the end, but I'm going to go retell it again in case you didn't listen to the, that one. Uh, and when I was younger, my friends and I, we would go to the local video rental store. And this was like end of high school, maybe early college when I'd come back in town and we would always try to find just random movies to watch. And a lot of the time you go in there and you look at the new release wall. And there was one movie that we saw and I can't remember which one it was. We never actually picked it up, but we only saw the sequel. It was some like one of those like made for sci-fi channel type movies, but it was always number 2. And we could never figure out what happened with number one. So we came up with the idea that, hey, number one was so horrible that nobody in their right minds wanted to publish it. So we just said the sequel is the only thing that exists. And in some cases, when you can only find like the third or fourth or fifth of volumes, you knew that the first movie was so bad that they skipped over two or three movies to bring you number four. And that's basically... The theme to Thanksgiving 2, which makes me wonder if these guys ever bugged any of my conversations or somehow knew of this whole theory that my friends and I had. It's really weird that somebody else comes up with this theory, and it's always kind of been there for me, and I'm sure that other people have thought the same thing before, and that would make a really funny joke to just skip over 2 and go right to 3. And that's what this company did. And let me tell you, I will first off tell you that, oh boy, this was a really hard movie to get through. There have been other hard movies like Deathbed, The Bed That Eats, or uh, Evil Clutch. Those two were ridiculously hard to get through. But they had redeeming qualities that still, like, okay, I'll see it through to the end. Three times while watching this movie, and I have not done this in a long-ass time, but three times during this movie, I almost turned it off and said, I'm going to find something else to do for the podcast. But no, I endure these things because I enjoy doing this, and I enjoy talking about horrible movies with you. But when it's this bad and so far gone from the original movie, it's so hard (laughs) to stick with the theme. Uh, Especially when your movie starts with floppy tits in space uh, and the turkey destroying the body. And I'm not talking about, like, if you remember the last Thanksgiving review, and again, if you haven't listened to it, please go back and listen to it before this one, just so that you can understand it. Or if you've seen Thanksgiving and haven't seen the third one, leave it that way. Just listen to this and don't go fucking see this movie. Uh, But... Again, I'm I'm going to reserve everything that I find wrong with this movie, hopefully at the end of the movie. But the first film, it started on, on pilgrim tits. This time, it's pilgrim tits in space. They're not as floppy, they're not as big, uh, but she's wearing this ridiculous space suit that's got holes for the boobs cut out, and then doesn't even look like she's wearing a helmet at all. And then all of a sudden you get Turkey flying by in this turking ship, blowing her in half and of course giving one of his one liners
0: <laughs> nice tits bitch in space
2: so nice tits in space and that's what he says to the first girl he sees in the first film there's a lot of these things that reoccur in different spots in the movie a lot of his puns either reworded to match this film or just straight up said the same with maybe a little added to it, and there's one thing that doesn't happen to the end of the movie that, ugh, oh, I'm not going to ruin it for you right now. But then all of a sudden this logo comes up and it says a space film by Cranberry Man. And we're introduced to... Pilot.
0: Good shooting, turkey. Ah, Captain Pilot.
2: Pilot,
0: sir. First name's Pi, last name's Let pumpkin you betcha who's our next target pilot that would be rondaworm sir captain of the wishbone 11 rondaworm hold your horses captain here we go
2: (laughs) this was one of the first times i thought about why am i doing this movie not necessarily turning it off but why the fuck am i doing this what the fuck am i watching You got a talking fucking pie, and he's supposed to be a pumpkin pie, but it looks more like a pecan pie, okay? You can't fool me with pecan pie. I know my fucking pumpkin. There should be whoop cream on top of that motherfucker, right on top there, and instead, and it should be nice and orange and kind of glazy, glossy over the top, not rigid, looking like there's fucking nuts spitting out from the top of the goddamn pie. Instead, what you give me is not pumpkin. Come on, at least give me the right thing. Even if he acknowledges he's a pumpkin pie, make it look like one. But it's got like these fangs, and they're puppets, and uh, God, I'm going to run into a theme. I can really tell it. Well, actually, that folds away, and it kind of surprised me. And I was like, okay, so that's not the actual film. We're not going to do some type of Thanksgiving in space, but we get a little bit of a like monologue, explaining what has happened to thanks killing 2 legend has it thanks 2 was the worst
0: movie ever made only one copy remained and turkey would stop at nothing to get it but for every monster There stands a hero. Ours has lost
3: her mind. So long, Yomi. Don't be afraid. Find me
0: and you'll find home. Our
2: story begins here. So let's recap a couple of things that happened here. First... Thanks, Killing 2 was supposedly the worst movie ever made. Um, I'm going to argue that later on. Uh, and 2, we meet some orange puppet character named Yomi. And she somehow lost her mind and she's somehow wandering. And she's going to be the hero of this film. Yet we don't know how she's actually going to be like that. Then we get the title card sequence and there are these people in masks and in the beginning i'm wondering why there's so many but you see that they're out in the kind of in the desert they dump a bunch of boxes and then they blowtorch those motherfuckers right up so they're basically burning all the copies of thanks killing 2 at this moment and there's also a ton of merchandising i mean it's like Spaceballs level merchandising here they got thanks killing the Toilet Paper, Thanks Killing the Slurpee Cup, Thanks Killing the Doll, and of course, my personal favorite, Thanks Killing the Enema Kit. And they're just destroying anything that's Thanks Killing 2 related. We also get to meet some really shitty looking puppet worm named Rhonda, who you heard a little bit in the beginning of it, and her automated robot named Muff. Well it's automated robot named muff i don't want to put any type of gender to a worm since they're asexual and can just reproduce based upon themselves and you know you don't want to give anybody a type of title or anything like that but i'm getting off off way off topic so uh it's seriously the ugliest puppet i've ever seen and the ugliest outfit for a character i've ever seen There's definitely going to be some budgetary issues and where they decided to put the money towards what in this film. And one of them, of course, happens to be Turkey, who we see in the next scene. And he's celebrating his 514th birthday. And at that point, his wife walks into the room. He has a wife? What the fuck is this? She starts jabbering on about her day and she got her nails did and blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden from the top comes their son? He has a son? He has a wife and a son. What the fuck is this shit? Like, I... (sighs) What does this have to do with the first movie? How did he come back? He got killed at the end of the last one. Just like every other fucking horror movie franchise that there is, if this is what you're trying to do, he somehow comes back. But here, he's just fucking there. He's got a birthday hat on top of his head. It, It makes no sense. What the hell is going on with this film? And so he looks down at his son and he asks what type of thing he's playing with, and he explains that... Oh, boy. Uh, here, let me just play the goddamn infomercial for the Pluckmaster 3000. Oh, look
0: at the TV! It's there! Oh, look, Oh, look. my Nilly. Are you tired of the hours it takes to prepare a turkey? Did you marry your wife not for her cooking, but because she can fuck?
4: Uncle Donnie here, and this Thanksgiving, I'm here to simplify your life. Introducing the Pluckmaster 3000, a household appliance meant to take this and turn it into this. Designed to kill, pluck, and cook a live turkey in just 30 seconds. All you have to do is take a turkey, stick it here, 30 seconds later,
0: ta-da. Still
4: not convinced. Call now and get the Pluckmaster 3000 for only three easy payments of $39.99. But wait, there's more. Call within the next 10 minutes, and like the Indians, I'll give you a Louisiana purchase-size deal. We'll throw in an Uncle Donnie's Diamond Coated Sea Carver, a $60 offer for free. Not only can you carve turkeys, but with this Uncle Donnie's Diamond Coated Sea Carver, you can saw through trees. This Thanksgiving, let Pluckmaster three thousand give you peace of mind. <laughs>
0: Call now
4: because Colonial is king.
0: Oh my, Nilly! For only three easy payments of thirty nine ninety nine, the Pluckmaster can be yours today. Pluckmaster three thousand. What
2: So yeah, he's playing basically with a machine that can turn a regular turkey into a fully <sighs> cooked and plucked turkey. And it's like a toy. They even have the toy do the little demonstration of what's going on before he's doing it. It just doesn't seem like the type of toy that a young, strapping turkey, especially with the name Nibla, which, for the most part of the movie, I thought it was Nibbler, and I thought it was a call to Futurama, but I don't know if Futurama would want to have this type of callback, but... Why would a young little turkey want to have this as a toy? And why is it the hot toy among all little young turkeys in his school? Hey, look, there's something that can kill us and turn us into dinner. Yay. Well, after the commercial fades and we see everything, uh, the disgust on Turkey's face, another news story comes up and talks about what has now happened with Thanksgiving, too.
3: ...budgeted kid-friendly sequel to cult film Thanks Killing was announced over two years ago. But now, the first movie ever filmed entirely in space will never see the light of day. The result is quoted as being one of the worst movies ever made. Consequently, the studio has vowed to never release it. Maybe one day we'll experience the disaster that is Thanks Killing due. But for now, this baby just got shelved,
2: shelved, shelved. This causes a tiff between Turkey and his wife. Now his wife, she's like, oh, I'm so sorry that you had to find out this way. And supposedly she's known for quite some time or she knew before the news story actually ended. And she was just waiting to tell him when the time was right. This causes Turkey to go all shit insane take an axe and slice his wife right down the center and she splits right in front of her son and this causes the son to tremble with fear but turkey has an, a different idea for a son as well as a different idea of when he found out that his wife was pregnant
0: When i got a call in space from your mom telling me she laid you i told her put that egg out in the hot sun bitch let it sit till it cracks Hoping some lizard would come along and slurp up your rotten yolk. But she didn't believe in that. Be evil with your papa. Uh, uh,
3: Evil? Uh, I can be evil? What's this, Dad. Hey, hey, not. Your grandma's cake tasted a little bit more like ferret cake than like carrot cake because it's going to wheeze its way out of my butt. You see what I did there, Dad? I, I turned ferret cake... Because ferret is a weasel, yeah. Is that how one-liners work?
2: Now, here comes one of my biggest problems with the film. There are a lot of one-liners or puns in this film, and two percent of them are relatively funny. The rest of them could just be thrown out the fucking window and never do it again. It's like when you find out that certain movies have been ad-libbed for the most part, like they're improvised. You go into that like that scene in Dumber Dumber where, what's the most annoying sound in the world? You find out that that whole sequence was improvised. You're like, wow, that's pretty fucking funny and, and that's like the funnier part of the movie and blah, blah, blah. And then there are films like this where you feel that everything is fucking improvised because... Even the way that he said it, I turn ferret cake into carrot cake, is like, wouldn't you say I turn carrot cake into ferret cake? Because, you know, weasel the way out of it. But, like, it's just so stupid. Like, they went into this movie doing, trying to do it as a comedy first, horror second. Where the other one, they took all the horror elements and then they went into comedy second. Right, They put those stupid little bits and the stupid little ha-ha-ha-ha things, and the turkey was a different type of character than he is. It's just, I really don't know what they decided to do with this film. Why would you scrap a good idea? And it, it pisses me off so much, because Thanksgiving is a decent movie to watch, to have fun with. And we get this. So... We switch over to Yomi falling through the sky into a garbage bin, where she makes Greg the trash monster, and he spits a copy of Thanks Killing Two out at her and tells her that's why he might or she might be able to find her mind. Uh, to also aid her, we have a giant tangent in terms of I don't know what the fuck this is. It's an animated sequence of the movie. Just fucking listen to it
1: a little blue. Mm-hmm.
2: Or orange.
1: Must be looking for your mind, are you?
0: Huh? How did you know?
3: Eh,
1: when you're unwanted, you can be quite perceptive. Besides, I got a friend you'll recognize. And he yeah. just might be able to help
5: Follow me, yummy. Meow. Meow, 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 Yay. That will save the day. Always there in the nip-up
1: time Sing us a song, Whiskey Biscuits Get our hearts pumping and our needs
5: flapping Take it away, Clammy The name's Clammy Yeah, I'm one of the bunch They all love me cause I got carpet to munch <clears throat> the name's Puber Yeah, the smart one of the lot I'm super duper bright cause I don't smoke pot Clitoris
0: Chris. The top one of the gang. If you grease your hair too, then you and me can hang.
5: Sunshine,
2: rainbows, and all kisses too. Meow. That's Meow Who I think, if I can remember right, maybe shows up one more time in this fucking movie. But who really gives a shit? Because this is the, what, the, the very first time that I wanted it to turn the movie off. Because what the fuck does this have to do with anything? Clitoris Chris... Even before this, there was some drunken fucking fly that was flying around like, Oh, I hope cops don't pull me over. You're a fucking fly. Like, uh, this is a world where puppets and people exist together, okay? And nobody bats an eye to any of the shit that's going around here. And you have to deal with this stupid fucking animated sequence that makes no sense, has no point in being there, and it's just, it's fucking filler. That's all this is. I literally stopped it, looked at my wife, and was like, I, I don't know if I can continue this movie. And you're talking about this being, like, 14 minutes into the movie? This is what you decide to show me? Show me more of the fucking turkey. Let's go. It was billed as something that turkey wanted to go find that last copy of the thing for some fucking reason, which they still haven't explained, but he wants to find the last copy. And show the adventure of him going after it. And even with the trailers and stuff, there's him fighting another turkey, and there's an 8-bit thing that they showed in the trailer, and I know these puppets existed, but this is a stupid fucking thing going on. Uh, So, and then here, we have Uncle Donnie actually come into the scene. So Donnie is a real, is not just an infomercial person, person selling the Plugmaster 3000 but he's actually uh, a character in the movie and he's meets Yomi for the first time and the biggest thing that I worried about was is there going to be human and, and puppet sex in this movie I will spoil it for you there is not and thank the fuck not I couldn't have handled that to be honest Especially with a character that you're going to meet in just a few moments. But Yomi convinces Donnie to help her out of the garbage bin. And that's where they get a proper introduction to each other. What the hell you doing in there anyways?
3: Oh, geez. Well, I lost my mind and I was looking for it. Hey, Uncle Donnie! Hey, man! You look! Uncle Donnie over there! Ha! Uncle Donnie? Your name's Uncle Donnie?
4: Yes, so... What, what, you got a better name or something? Yo, me. Yo, what?
3: Yo, me.
4: Yeah, okay, yo, whatever, yo, me. Listen, I gotta go home. Got a bunch of people waiting for me, and an oven full of food. So I'm gonna pass on being mocked by a thing in the street. P.S., take a shower, you reek.
2: Hey, yo, look, it's Uncle Donnie over here. For some reason, I'm here, and I'm speaking like this, but... I'm not going to be in any other part of the movie. I'm going to say it one more time, though. Hey, yo, Uncle Donnie, come over here. Seriously, what the fuck is this? Okay, you can't figure this out. We just saw a billboard of him sitting up there, and there's the sign showing him Uncle Donnie. And then he somebody has to come in and be Italian man and point out that he's Uncle Donnie. Like, she couldn't make one and one make two of course, I understand. She's got no mind. Okay, I'll give her that. I'll give her that. But I don't forgive anything else that happens in this movie. So we cut over to Turkey and his son, and they're flying on top of a seagull. I also forgot to mention there was a, a commercial for like a seagull taxi service that Turkey was a little upset about. And we find a little more why he's so upset with the seagulls.
0: Enough, Joffrey! Enough! Hey, tell it, sir. Don't make me smell it. Well, no more talking about flying. Keep your beak fucking shut. Eh, sir, I get it. You're jealous. It's understandable. You got wings, but you can't really use them. Damn right I'm jealous. This sucks. I've never even been able to take a shit on somebody from the sky. And do you know what would happen if a turkey went to the beach? Yeah,
3: child baby. Oh, yeah, yeah, bud. We'll get from you. Dad, we hit a roadblock. Uh, that was Amelia, your agent. Apparently we can't get any copies of Thanksgiving too because all of them and the last copy in the garbage. So I hope this doesn't come
2: oh! So so enraged and infuriated, he kicks poor Nibla off the top of the seagull, and he goes down to the ground and splats everywhere. They put a sensor bar over it, but it doesn't make any sense why they do it, since there's a couple other things in this film that are nastier than that. There also is a ha-ha sensor bar because somehow Turkey also jumps off the seagull and manages to land just fine. I guess maybe because his wings are so big and he can kind of glide down there even though turkeys can't really fly. Uh, But there's a sensor bar on the turkey's dick. And, you know, of course, it's huge and it's meant to be a laugh, but it's just fucking stupid. Again, I, I don't know who wrote this, uh, I'm not going to try to find out exactly who the writers are and what else they've written, but good Lord, like, again, this is like vignettes of stupidity as we continue on the film. So the Turkey, Nibla is dying and Turkey decides that he's got the perfect solution. and He needs to actually borrow his soul to complete his mission.
0: <laughs> yeah, whatever I need your soul let me see through you mm. Nibla find what I'm looking for and I'll reward you with gummy bears and gummy frogs and toads fly now,
2: little soul. So, Nibla's soul goes off to actually find a copy of Thanksgiving 2. And then that's where we introduce to... uh, Jefferson and his rapping grandma. Sitting on
6: thirteens
2: wheelchair, hella clean, I used to knit
6: and sew, but now I'm off that BETV screen. (laughs) Tit
4: Dirt Jefferson! I warned you, mother, no technology at the
6: dinner table or you get the long pike. The <laughs> long pike? You mean that fucking butter knife taped to the end of a broomstick?
4: This is a long pike, okay? It's a placeholder right now, but when the real long pike shows up, you best be warned. Whatever. Is there a phone around here? You're not using the phone to call your boyfriend Rodney uh, to come
6: down here and uh, swap you. Uh, it swooped me, fool. And, and first of all, Rodney was so last week. I'm fucking D'Angelo now.
2: Okay, so Grandma's a fucking whore. I can't say it any nicer than that, to be completely honest with you. But this is one of the dumbest things in... There are dumb things, but maybe this is the dumbest thing that's in this entire fucking movie. Why does this need to exist? I don't get it. I really, really don't. The last movie was such just a campy, I've said this already once before, but such a campy horror movie. And this is fucking garbage. It's garbage. Like, what am I watching? I'm watching this blob of a thing. Somebody created this puppet. This puppet grandma. And it looks like shit. It's literally shit with gray hair. I... At least with Yomi. Yomi, what boggles my mind, too, is there was like a creature studio or something. There was a puppet studio that made it. It must have been some type of classroom like UC Berkeley, UCLA type of bullshit where, hey... We need you guys for credit. You can make us a puppet that we can use for this movie. And that's who made it. And then there was just Tyrone or whoever this is on the fucking street. One of those guys that hangs out in front of concerts that has the bootleg t-shirts for that concert that you went to. That's the person that made fucking Grandma. Oh, they'll charge you credits? Fifteen bucks. Fifteen bucks? You have the best puppet you ever fucking seen. And then... She keeps sticking her fingers in her vag and sniffing them in front of her son. There's puppet-sniffing finger vagina. Like, <laughs> oh my god. How, how? How did you think this would be funny? It's not funny. It's fucking dumb. Oh. <sighs> So Donnie comes home with Yomi and they are well Yomi I should say is introduced to Jefferson and Jefferson is trying like to act like this high and mighty security guard for a place that they're going to build called Thanksgiving Land. But of course Yomi gets to get her little dig into him too about his long pike.
0: Hey what is that anyway a butter knife with a stick on it for buttering toast eight feet away? This thing is making me so mad Donnie. Come on
4: jefferson now back to your post i'm gonna go back to my post but this type of behavior will not fly at thanksgiving land that one you're banned you're banned from the park for life i'm gonna write it down Hmm. you got me in
2: trouble you asshole so the guy that plays jefferson is like your poor man's nick swartzen like he sounds a lot like him but it definitely is not him when you look at him in that stupid fucking outfit and with the butter knife on top of the pole, oh boy. Yomi also introduces herself to Grandma, who of course wants to pip her mixtape.
0: Yomi, have you seen my mind?
2: Nope, but this'll blow it.
6: Track three's dope, it'll make you shit. That's why I call it a diaper film. I got
2: glaucoma. I got a Glock. You in a coma. Can't say shit. Okay, that was kind of funny, to be honest with you. It's one of the few moments that I actually chuckled in this film. Uh, there's also this long sequence about Donnie wants to build a Thanksgiving-based theme park called Thanksgiving Land. And he gonna go do this voice. And there is a long, stupid fucking sequence of Jefferson trying to turn on a light... With his shitty long pike. And it, I felt like it went on for like five or six minutes. And it could have only gone for 30 seconds, maybe a minute, but it felt like it was fucking forever. It's just, he's reaching over and he's trying to turn on. Oh, I'm get oh I almost got it. Okay, oh, oh, you get it. I'm gonna get it. Oh, the Lord, oh, Lord. I can't get it. Oh, no, 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 no. It's, it seriously just keeps going on. It's, it's filler. What a waste of film. It's so fucking pointless. Why are you doing this to yourself, movie? You, I don't know if you could necessarily do better than this. So, we go back and, uh, Yomi wants to know why grandma dresses the way she does. Well, first, she actually asks, are you going to dress like that in the theme park?
0: Is this how people dress
2: at Thanksgiving land? Like your mom,
0: Jefferson?
4: Certainly not. She looks ridiculous. My mother happens to be very senile.
6: One more word out of you, and you'll be drinking a catheter milkshake.
3: Gross!
6: I dress like this for one reason. Because God told me to. And when I huh? leave this world to go see him, I'm going to drop to my knees and give him a little slob knob. Oh, that's inappropriate. Now you see, while my nitwit son, Jeff... Worked his crummy security job all day. I stayed home and watched my soap operas. Well, one day, Jeff forgot to pay the bill, and I was left with nothing but BETV, music videos, rap ones. Uh, God wanted me to be a rapper. Since then, I've been hitting the streets 24-7. Sprinkle of Wrinkle, baby.
2: Uh, okay. I'm kind of cool with the rap name, too, Sprinkle of Wrinkle. Uh, that's kind of funny, but... (sighs) I don't... What what does this serve? What is this about a turkey that was brought back from the dead because of an Indian curse on the pilgrims because of the slaughtering of their people? What does this have to do with that film? Nothing. You know what this is, and at this point I think I realized what it was. This is monkeys just throwing shit on a wall... Filled with ideas, and hopefully the shit sticks to one of those fucking ideas, right? So the monkey just reaches back there, go grabs a nice glob out of its ass, and just tosses it against the wall, and then it lands on, boom, rapping grandma, boom, a robot named Muff, boom, Nibla, Nibla, we need to name something Nibla, uh, you know. That's what the writing room is. This isn't manatees and fucking uh, family guy. This is just monkeys throwing shit on a wall. It's not even people throwing darts. I'm talking about literal shit. And then they decided, hey, we're going to make a movie. And this was time number two where I almost shut off the fucking film. Because where is this going? What's going on? Okay, we're going to talk about giving God a blowjob from a fucking plastic pile of shit. Oh boy. So, after this lovely sequence, the doorbell rings, and we finally get to see who we've been waiting to see for the last, like, 15 to 20 minutes. Jefferson goes over the door. He thinks that it's Long Longpike, but of course, it's something different. My Longpike is here, Dad. I'll be the best head of security at Thanksgiving Land.
0: It's here, guys. My Longpike can... <laughs>
4: it
5: came.
2: My long pie came. Thanksgiving just got. Fu- so, you flash over to a sequence. And he's basically leaking blood out of his mouth, and then he's a pile of fucking goo on the floor. Nothing else I can really say about that. It looks okay. But here comes Turkey, and of course, we get all the lovely Turkey one liners that we so have wanted so far in this film.
0: Looks like he just quit life. Cold Turkey. No! <laughs> Bastard! <laughs> Mexican butter knife. Clean up this debt. He's toast! <laughs> always refrigerate your leftovers on thanksgiving so you can wake up on black friday to a delicious cold snack now where the fuck is my
2: movie so he stares them down they kind of get in a little bit of a fight and he gets the movie but the last minute they're saved by somebody and they grab the movie and they're warped into some type of magical world While there, Grandma decides this is the perfect time to try to spit some bars and create a eulogy for her dead son, Jefferson. He's gone away. Security in heaven. Never met his dad.
6: A dude named Kevin. To God he goes. Colonial. Toes.
4: Yeah, alright. Flores, are you rapping a eulogy?
6: Fuck off, alright? I can rap about whatever the hell I want, (laughs) even if the stage is some stupid-ass hippie for it.
2: I forgot to mention that... The grandma's name is Flois instead of Floris. You know, like she has flow. Get it? It's funny. It's also on top of her mixtape. And uh, a couple other things that are in this film. It's dumb, okay? What, what do you want from me? I, I, I watched this fucking piece of shit from start to finish. Uh, So that they're now traveling through the forest. They're trying to figure out what they need to do. Somebody is kind of contacting them. And then Yomi wants to have an awkward heart-to-heart with Donnie. She wonders what his family was like or what actually happened to his family. And we get... Uh, we get this.
4: I had a family. Once. It was a full moon over Highway 96. I just needed one more 50-pound barrel of stuffing for Pluckmaster to finish him off. Ah, uh, Murphy stuffing. It went so well with Gallagher Gravy. I decided to send my wife and kid out. That was the right thing to do. But... Do you know who else likes Murphy's stuffing?
0: Wolves like Murphy's stuffing!
4: (laughs) Not only did the wolves get their stuffing, they got it with the side of wife and child! After that, I turned off Pluckmaster and never turned him on again. That bastard ruined so I decided to build Thanksgiving Land, a place I believe will bring others happiness mm. that I once
2: had. So, your family died because of wolves, because of stuffing. This is fucking garbage. What fucking? I can. Somebody needs to go and show me where these fucking monkeys were, because. I need to go tell them that, you know, maybe they should start sticking, like, Shakespeare quotes on the wall. And that'll make a better movie than this fucking thing. Or maybe they'll actually fucking finish Macbeth. Let's just stick him in a room with fucking typewriters and maybe they can actually finish it. Because part of the the outrun of that probably was this fucking script. It's trying to be funny. It's trying to be, like, sappy, sentimental, and then throwing the fucking wolf, wolf statement It's not. It's dumb. It's so dumb. (sighs) So they keep walking. And they're going through this hazy forest figuring around. And they hear a voice in the distance. And why it happens to be another turkey. There's more talking turkeys than just turkey. Oh boy. So he explains to them that he is a wise turkey. And this is kind of like the in-between world. Like... When a turkey accepts his death of being cooked alive to be eaten for Thanksgiving, they go here and they can become a wise turkey. And then there's turkey. So he explains a little bit more about why turkey became turkey from the first film. But again, kind of like Halloween 2, oh god, they ruined the first one and why turkey actually exists. And they start it with... Actually, something that's kinda of funny because to Donnie this sounds like the longest, most boring story ever coming
0: up. Hundreds of years ago, wise turkeys like myself guarded the land, members of the feathering. We prospered.
3: Hey, oh, maybe well wise turkeys telling a stupid fucking story. What you wanna learn how to fly with me? Watch I learned this today. Is before
0: the hunting, the plucking, and the stuffing plagued us.
3: <laughs> I want to tell this next part. Okay, thanks. With thanksgiving came the great beheading of all kind. Those who accepted their fate lived on here in the feather world. But there were those who chose anger and meanness against the human race. It was this hatred that spawned the most evil of them all.
0: A devil turkey.
3: Spellbound.
0: By an ancient Native American curse. Once a wise turkey himself, the evil one remains the last of our kind, still living today.
3: Slapjerk.
2: He now goes simply by turkey. Turkey. So, because he wouldn't accept the ways of them, he got bound by the Native American curse from the first film. You don't need to give him any other type of backstory. Again, why couldn't we have just done a continuation from that? Fuck, even Nightmare on Elm Street 4, where the dog pisses on the ground and brings fucking Freddy back to life, is a better fucking way to bring somebody back than this fucking movie and this fucking backstory. I... Oh, my God. And, and then you got the birds the little birds all little birds have the same fucking voice as nibla i guess and they don't make any sense why are they even there oh he had a babysit excuse me and they just it's annoying the voicings and then then while he's trying to tell a little bit of the story oh you want to learn how i learned to fly oh here show i'll go to... like really what oh my god This keeps going, and we're only 40 minutes into the film, and there's a good, I don't know, another 50 minutes left, maybe? No, there's less than that. I'm sorry. There's, there's, yeah, no, actually, there's probably about 50 minutes left in this point, and we still have to go through it. So, they, she gets a wishbone from the elder turkey, the elder wise turkey, and I was hoping that she'd get, like, magical powers, maybe some Remind back. But no, they just go back to the house. They're all magically transported back. And guess who's waiting for them there? Why, it's turkey. And it goes into turkey vision. This is another long sequence that's supposed to be like a psychedelic trip out. In fact, I thought it went into, like, 3D. Like, maybe you buy the DVD and they give you 3D glasses and a sign was supposed to show up saying put on your glasses now and then you go into turkey vision it's all trippy and kind of interesting but it's pointless to the entire fucking movie and then all of a sudden you come back out of turkey vision but not before turkey explains to yomi what thanksgiving is really about
0: thanksgiving is not about family yomi it is about death death of my people and I will not stand for it anymore, Yomi. The curse is waiting, and the
2: world will be mine. Yes. <laughs> so, Turkey gets the DVD from Grandma and, uh, well, I should make sure they say Flois now. So, from Flois, Yomi, and Donnie. Flois tries to save the day by getting her wheelchair. Uh, revved up and saving them, trying to get them out of there, but you can't move. And <clears throat> as Turkey's doing his thing, fucking Muffin Rhonda show out from the middle of nowhere and blast Turkey. Yomi and Donnie go over to the Pluckmaster 1, which is something that Donnie was originally trying to hide because, as of that backstory, it's the reason why his family's dead because of wolves and stuffing. Uh, but I don't want to go back there again. So. They manage to turn it on, and it grabs turkey, and it takes him through the whole cycle of being plucked and then fried, and then it gets shot out the fucking window into, like, a turkey graveyard outside of the back of their house. I guess that's where all the turkeys went when they didn't go right with the very first version of it, because it went from the Pluckmaster 1, which is this metal monstrosity, to the Pluckmaster 3000, which is this one. And of course, it is a... shit-talking robot? Well, well, well. Hello,
1: old friend. What? You got a lot of nerve, you know, Donnie? Shut me down for ten years? Shut up, Pluckmaster. We have guests. Who are these Canadians? After Milba. ten years, you invite these Canadians over for Thanksgiving? Wait a minute. Let's just relax. I swear to fucking God, Donnie, it better not be October right now. Uh, uh, Milba,
3: I got you. Who, who are those guys? Hi, I'm Yomi. Have you seen my mind? Huh.
1: looks like that fuck Canadian robot's coming to kick your ass. Where's that? It? Looks like it to me. You're gonna let him walk over here and just take a shit on you? No. I've never seen you stand up for yourself even once in your life. What are you gonna do, huh, Donnie?
2: So, Muff and Rhonda explain themselves to the group. And... They tell them kind of why they're here and why they want the copy of the DVD. Rhonda starts to explain that the turkey actually put a curse that has to be heard by people if they watch the film.
5: As you know, turkey is evil. Now he may be dead, but his curse is not. You see, Turkey and I met on the set of Thanksgiving 2. I was his co-star. Well, long story short, I fucked his little turkey brains out one night and he spilled everything to me. Hello, Doc, I think you'd call it here on Earth. Anyway, he admitted every day while acting he was sliding subtle bits of curse into his performance. A curse that would cast everyone who watched Thanksgiving 2 under his spell, dying a horrible, painful, lonely death. Ain't that right, man? Come to think of it. Kind of reminds me of that time my poor uncle died of. Wormanell cancer. Get it, guys? Get
2: it? And here's the worst fucking character in this movie. How it takes almost 50 minutes. 50 minutes to introduce this guy fully. We've seen him at the beginning. There was a small section which didn't seem so bad. When he was trying to go into it, it didn't database and there was a bookworm, ha 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 ha, that was showing him everything, or leading him to the DVD, and that's how they got there. Uh, and this fucking thing that, it's just nothing but worm puns, and it happens over and over and over and over and over again, and they're not even really puns, they're all fucking forced, like that, worminal cancer, <laughs> get it? get it they're dumb it's lazy fucking writing is what it is there's no reason to keep pounding it and pounding it and pounding it over and over and over into your head hey he's trying to be funny hey these are punny things you guys should like him because they're puns right but they're like i said they're not puns it all just seems so goddamn forced and why do we need to have half this shit in there the other thing that happens is that he explains that the only way to get rid of the DVDs, they have to create a vortex to some other interdimensional thing where it'll be destroyed. And that vortex happens to be out of Muff's butt. So he gets in position and points his ass to the sky. And he can't quite get it to start. So we get to watch the worm buttfuck Muff. I... am that's what it is you know there's a part of me that said this wants to be a trauma movie but it doesn't want to go that far and trauma movies are fun they're dumb they're so overdone there's so much blood and guts uh and this is just stupid like they would have this in in one this this May have actually happened. Well, we got to see that shit in in Poultry Geist where the guy went into the bathroom and he fucking shat his guts out everywhere. And it's one of the most disgusting scenes I've ever seen. But it was kind of funny, to be honest. Like, I still was like, oh man, that was disgusting. But, you know what? It doesn't ruin the mood of the movie for some reason for me. But this... There's just stupid fucking dialogue with it. I... He's just working the butt. You need some of that worm goo. Ooh, great. Lovely. And then they start talking about the color of the vortex that comes out. And the robot says he must have been eating curry. Robot curry. <laughs> oh. So they get the vortex working, right? And it cuts outside. And turkey is calling upon all the skeleton turkeys that are outside to rebuild him back to life. And we get this scene. Light as a motherfucking feather. Yeah, that's what I say. <laughs> well, let's
0: go get some drinks and then kill a bunch of fuckers. Uh, sir, sir. Oh. What is it? Uh, sir, you're Winky Wink. Uh,
5: this is not good. Winky
0: Wink? Uh, yes, yeah, sir. You're Pee-Pee. Pee-Pee?
5: Your gravy chode, sir. I'm afraid uh, we lost it.
0: You lost my dick? Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, we didn't lose it. It just m- misplaced it. Uh, yeah, yeah. No dick, huh? Mm. Gravy.
2: Now, if you don't quite get it because you're not getting the visual there for that last little bit but that is a nod to evil dead when ash gets the chainsaw on his hand for the first time and says groovy this case (sighs) turkey gets the chainsaw on his dick well it's dick hole and then says gravy yeah (sighs) So then he decides to start attacking the house. Somehow they boarded up the house, even though I don't know when they did it. Well, I think that's partially because that's where he got shot out, and maybe they boarded because the window was destroyed. So Turkey starts cutting down the boards with his chainsaw dick. Uh, This causes Grandma to want to fuck him up. and uh, I'm going to play the clip and explain one part of it after it's done.
6: I'm going to fuck you Uh.
2: Ever been camelback riding in the Grandma Canyon? Okay, so you know that last part there? Uh, It's the only reason why I'm playing the clip at all. Grandma Canyon's her vagina, if you didn't get it. (coughs) And it talked in the last part of that sequence. (coughs) Oh, it's gonna make me sick again. It's just that thing looks so disgusting, and then its vagina talks. I. I don't know if I can take this anymore. Just breathe. Just breathe. So grandma charges at Turkey. And Turkey is able to fend her off and sticks his chainsaw dick in her mouth and starts chainsawing her mouth. Causing it to bleed everywhere. And she gets to see Jefferson who happens to be up in heaven.
0: I got my long pike. Cool, right? Yeah, I right Hey, and God
4: told me he's ready for his slob
0: knob. Come on. Come on up. Mm, now that's some good... GRANBERRY SAUCE! <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I still hate that fucking laugh, though. After everything that he does, he has to do that stupid fucking little chuckle because you that's how you know it's supposed to be fucking funny when it's not that fucking funny at all. Uh, so, again, I guess God really does want his blowjob so bad, so Grandma's allowed upside in, in heaven versus, you know, down in hell for all the horrible shit that she's done and said so far. Uh, and... Then there's a extremely long fight scene that is like almost all slow motion and just completely pointless. It it could have been 20 seconds, but it's like a minute, almost two minutes long. It might even be close to three minutes long. I don't remember. I really don't care. Because, again, it doesn't necessarily need to be in the fucking movie or just shorten it the fuck down yomi gets caught and she gets killed well not really killed but she gets her hands sawed off by turkey's chainsaw dick turkey takes the dvd and goes into turkey hell uh and it's left uh donnie muff and Rhonda are all left there to try to kind of fend and figure out what's going on donnie's a little saddened but Rhonda explains exactly what Yomi is. Well, he doesn't really explain what Yomi is. He basically has Donnie figure it out for himself and tells him how he can bring her back.
5: What do we do? Meh, she just needs a hand. You do realize what she is, don't you? Mm -hmm. You people from Earth don't know nothing. Look around. Every goddamn stuffed toy on this planet is inspired by her. She's... She's a puppet. Uh, no. This is what puppets are based on, man. These things have been around for centuries. You just don't see them. Go on. Really?
2: For real. So, Muff motions that he's going to put his hand inside of her and make her talk like a puppet. Actually, I did find that kind of funny. Just because the whole... I just imagine when somebody gets mad at somebody else, I'm going to shove my hand so far up your ass, I'm going to make you talk like a puppet. That's what I was thinking about during that scene. So she does come back to life. She's missing an arm now, but they decided that, hey, the best way is to go after turkey and go into turkey hell. For a moment, the worm turns into a hot dog when he's going to go and ride Yomi inside. I don't know why. He just fucking does. Just roll with it like the rest of the film. And so Yomi and Rhonda decide that they're going to go into Turkey Hell. Rhonda and Yomi, they're traveling around. Uh, Yomi has visions of her brain and somehow maybe they're down there. And then we get her wondering exactly where they are. Where are we?
5: Hell, Yomi, this is what Turkey see in every Come. oven. We are the ghouls
3: of thanksgiving hell.
5: Turn back. My kisses. What the fuck was that? Roger, where'd it go? I don't know. Watch your step around here, Yomi. (hums) you, You know, Yomi, you would think a worm would love it underground, but I'd be lying if I told you I didn't just... On your shoulder a little bit. Rose to control yourself.
2: They run into some rats that are playing a stupid game where they eat cheese, the other sniffs the other's butt or poop or some shit like that, and they try to guess what the cheese is. They tell them which way they need to go to find the DVD and to find turkey. As they're leaving, Yomi is plays the game real fast and wins. They call her a cheater, and it's a completely pointless scene, other than it moves the plot along. We go back over to uh, Donnie, and he's shown to be some type of engineering genius because he's repairing the gun that Muff has. Of course, back in the corner, the Pluckmaster One calls out to Donnie because he needs some help. Try it. Anything?
4: Muff.
1: Oh. Thanks. Hey, Donnie, come help me. i I've been dying, man. Seriously, man, no bull I got gravy leaking all over my nuts and bolts.
4: Uh... <sighs> Hold on, I'll be right back.
1: Hurry up, man.
4: What's fucking wrong?
1: I don't know. You are the one that built me. Uh... Hold
4: on, let me check.
1: It hurts, man.
4: Well, oh, it's just your gravy mater. Your
1: gravy mater?
4: Yeah. Well, fix it. Shut your fucking mouth, I will. Hold on. go oh. There.
1: Oh, that feels... Pretty damn good, actually. I know, right? Yeah, thanks, man. Hey, uh, hey, Donnie. What? Sorry about your family, man. I'm, uh,
4: I'm sorry I turned you off.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, what's that they say? Um, compliment first, criticism next, and then one more compliment to sandwich it all together? I guess. Well, nice wig. Thanks. You little bitch. What? And that was a nice jump punch in the air you did earlier.
4: Yeah, it was. Ah, I fucking hate you still.
2: Yeah, so I guess they somehow made up from the whole incident with the wolves and everything and him turning him off. Again, this is a pointless scene. Why does it really need to be in there? Except for maybe something that leads towards the ending of the film. We go back into turkey hell and they run into Yomi and Rhonda, run into... Turkey soldiers, good lord, and they're able to fake their way as Turkeys pass them. There's times in this film too where the puppetry that goes on that they don't even bother to move the mouths of any of the puppets, and this happens to be at least part of this scene happens to be one of those few scenes where it's just again, dumb and fucking annoying. So they go down there and they see Turkey and he's talking with Nibla. And he explains what the plan that he's going to do, well, with him.
0: Yeah, yeah. There we have it. Now hold tight while I plug you in. This
3: thing looks so cool. So where do we begin, Dad?
0: Well, you see, this little uh, fancy turkey head Bob. well, it'll stream you to every electronic device in the world. When watched, my curse will take effect. So
3: cool,
2: Dad. Yes, super Super cool. Yeah. <laughs> so as he turns on the weird turkey head machine, we actually get to see some images of what Thanksgiving 2 might have looked like. Now, I'm assuming that's what it is, because the turkey is actually in a couple of the scenes, but it could also be what might actually be happening to people that are out there, uh, now that it's being streamed to their devices, but I think the whole movie has to play for the curse to go on everybody and kill a bunch of people. So you have to watch the movie all the way through. I don't know exactly how it works. Fuck this film. Uh, but there's scenes of like people walking through hallways and just being randomly killed, like him doing what he did in the first movie. Why didn't we get that? Where was that in this? Instead we get this stupid fucking puppet show. This is it's like watching Green Jelly in their stage show versus watching them on VHS. There's still parts that are good, but it's not the same without watching the original VHFs of the music videos, right, to accompany them. You can't really do Man live without actually seeing the Man come out. Yet, they somehow still have puppets and they're still doing some things when you do see them at a live show today. But this is just... It's basically... Oh God, it's a watered down piece of shit oh we're almost done here folks I promise I really want to get this movie any over anyway so there's uh, some fighting that kind of gets on because they tell them well Yomi you tell them what you told them
3: stop right there turkey
0: Ronda Worm uh, get over me Rhonda.
5: you are nothing more than just a good piece of moon poon oh yeah well I'm a dude My abusive stepfather, Dale Worm, didn't take me fishing. He went fishing with me. And I lost my penis to a trout. Mister, you did my booty hole. What? (laughs) Yes, Yomi. Yes. I'm gay. So there.
2: Cue on that, turkey. Fine with me. So, Rhonda's a he. Great. What does that have to do with anything else in this fucking movie? Other than the turkey... Fucked a dude. (sighs) Okay. So Turkey at this point calls for help from his newly acquired minion.
1: Meet my friend,
2: Franken-Turkey. Uh, sir?
1: You know, I don't want to go by Franken-Turkey anymore. I want to be called Blarth. Franken-Turkey? It sucks. You know, Blarth. Like blarth brooks blarth maul those guys are rad and you know it so
2: please call me blarth fine meet my friend
1: blarth
2: okay so again not fucking funny it's so stupid i just I don't get it. Like, what was the point of that? There's no point. It makes no sense. Yeah, We're just trying to be funny. Oh, he doesn't want to exactly be like Frank and Turkey. What's it called? Blarth. Well, Blarth gives chase to Yomi, Nibla, and um, Ronda now. And they're trying to run away and get away from him. But, sadly... Even though they're able to get to the end of it, and uh, Muff, who's now laser cannon hand is fixed, shoots through uh, Turkey Hell or into the where the weird furnace, and kills Blarth. Poor Rhonda is also stuck in the crossfire, so he's dying on the floor. Muff can't take anymore, so Muff he blows off his head, which kills him. And they are not able to get the ass vortex working correctly. Turkey steps back through and starts raising hell inside the real world once again. Suddenly, the wise Turkey comes into the real world as well and transports Turkey and him to an 8-bit universe. Like, they get trapped inside of a Super Nintendo or a Sega Genesis. And he does this by saying, you shall not peck. And then it transfers over. Meanwhile, Donnie tries to figure out how to make the ass vortex work. And of course he gets patronized a little bit by Nibla. Can you fix it? Well, I don't have a PhD in ass vortexes.
3: Ass vortexes? You mean like the kind that are at the parade in San Francisco with all the men that my dad wouldn't let me go to?
5: Well, maybe you just need a little worm huh? grease. Rhonda? <laughs> Never gets old Someday I'll have to tell you about every time that's happened
2: So Rhonda happens to be alive And Muff killed himself for no fucking reason Great movie Let's just toy with my emotions on poor Rhonda The worst fucking character that I don't give a shit about That I was happy to be One chopped in half And then squished to death by Muff Against his or, or her I don't know what the fuck it's a fucking robot That it died and somehow It just fucking comes back. So we find out that Turkey has killed the wise Turkey in the world of the video game, and now he's coming for revenge. Before Turkey comes back, though, Yomi grabs Nibla and explains that now it's time for them to go.
3: It's time to go, Nibla. Can I I tell you something? Yes? I... I wish I had feathers right now. My... My mom... I I really miss her, and... She used to make me take bird baths, but I wouldn't listen. But I'd give anything to take one now. I don't want to be in this case anymore.
2: But before she can go, of course, Turkey comes back to her. And he starts basically kind of choking the shit out of her. Which prompts her to, like, Muff and Grandma see Jefferson in heaven.
0: For centuries... I've waited to kill one of your kind. Oh. Hey, Yomi. Oh, you want to come to heaven? Fuck you.
2: (laughs) Actually, that's, again, that's one of the other times I've fucking laughed in this movie and actually liked the parts of the film. So, Yomi, at this point, starts wrestling around with Turkey. And Turkey then uh, thinks that he has the upper hand but Yomi takes the wishbone that she was given from the wise turkey and shoves it right into his neck, kind of exploding turkey, but you don't really see him totally evaporate or his pieces go everywhere. It turns out that turkey actually is still just a head left, and as Yomi's about to be sucked into the portal, he grabs onto her leg and tries to still get a hold of the DVD, and he explains to her,
0: Everything! expendable, Yomi. Nothing more than a talking severed head. I'll still haunt you. I'll own your mind for eternity.
5: Oh, sorry. I found my old saxophone up in Muff's head. Well, back in the 80s, me and the boys used to go out for Saturday Night Vortex and play a tune. Turkey can never die.
3: But I refuse to be like God.
2: again there's filler in there that doesn't need to be in the fucking movie. Get rid of the whole worm sequence. It's completely fucking pointless. All you need is the fact that the turkey's there he's trying to still get a hold of the dVD Everybody else can die but him he doesn't really give a fuck. Because he wants to accomplish whatever his mission is. His son realizes he doesn't want to really be like him. And he knocks him into the vortex. Therefore dis- disintegrating Turkey. So hopefully he won't be coming back anytime soon. That's all you really need to do. You didn't need to have the fucking worm thing go on here. Well... Now that Donnie is holding on to Yomi, she finally realizes that her mind is in the Vortex and that she doesn't belong in this world. She lets go of his hand and she disappears along with Nibla into the Vortex. And then we get one last voiceover from the wise turkey somehow who I thought took an axe to the neck inside the video game.
0: And so she found her mind
2: and with it her home.
0: But the lives of those affected by her must go
5: on. Everybody is sad right now. Cause Yomi just died and went into a vortex. Pieces, pieces of fleeces. That's all that remains from our orange best friend. Look at that sad face right there. Oh, there's a wig. I didn't see that coming It's gonna get kinda dusty down there Better look
2: down and check out that dustiness Okay, who are they trying to imitate right there with that song? Is it fucking Randy Newman? Because Randy Newman... I guess actually that's pretty close. I I think they would write a similar type of song, to be honest with you. I can't really get that mad at but it's still fucking pointless, right? It doesn't necessarily need to be in there. They're trying again to be funny, and they just fade away from everything. There's some stupid line about the worm, Rhonda, talking about how he wants to make a hat from the felt. That wasn't, always oh, this too soon? Yeah, it's kind of too soon, because she just fucking died. And it's not really that funny, anyway, what you're trying to say. There's then a fade to black after they go, and you see... That Donnie is actually building his theme park. He's starting it. And he's starting it with really pieces of shit equipment that he must have bought off a carny. That has to be the worst carny in the fucking world. Because those things will fall apart the moment anybody tries to ride them. He's transformed Muff into a Muff-Pluckmaster hybrid. And then he wonders where Rhonda the Worm is. And we have to have one dumb thing from him at the end of the movie.
5: Well, I've been thinking. Maybe your little colonial amusement park could be a real hit in space. Think about it. We'll find some distant alien civilization, take over their land, murder their people, and have a big feast every year afterward. We'll call it Thanksgiving too.
2: <laughs> okay, that's actually kind of smart commentary. A little bit. I'll give him a little bit of credit for that one. But it's still that fucking worm that i hate so they laugh about it we start going up into the sky and we get one last callback from jefferson and then the movie finally fucking ends
4: hi thanksgiving land it's me jefferson head of security in heaven keep your arms and legs inside the gravy train i don't know why i trailed off like that just seemed
0: appropriate okay gobble gobble
3: motherfucker
2: and that was thanks killing three uh he doesn't say gobble gobble motherfucker until the end of the movie and there's no context behind it it's just to say it it's fucking stupid this whole movie is just an amalgamation of stupidity it's It literally is them just, these are funny things that we thought we could put into a movie. And I understand you want to try something different. You want to do something that hasn't been done before. But this? This? what What did you do wrong? How could you take the formula from the first one that was an entertaining movie? No matter how bad it was, it was still entertaining and it had the right puns. And it was just, it was a horror movie that was comedic. Right, it still had some scenes that you could see that maybe could scare people. This, this is not a horror movie. This is just a bad, fucking, gross-out comedy. That's all this is. You can't put this in the same league as. I can't believe I'm saying this, but you can't put this in the same league as Thanksgiving. This is just awful. Just. Like, it's so bad, it's bad. Like, you wonder how they got this made, probably because the first was such a cult classic, and they really wanted to do something different. And like I said, I give them props for going the whole three route and making two, but even the things that were supposedly images from two, they look better than everything in this movie. Again, it like it was teenagers being hunted by a turkey again. Why couldn't we have gotten that for this? Or make it, like I said in the beginning, make it more of like a... A road trip type of movie, right? That he's going from stop to stop, trying to find the one thing, and maybe or maybe they're just running from. Him, but instead, he's attacking them in the house. And you have to have a, a rapping pile of shit grandma that talks about her vagina and fucking people and giving God a fucking blowjob. You don't need that shit in this movie. And then a worm alien, fucking a and the robot and the talking fucking pluck master. Like, why these things don't need to exist? It's just so bad. And I know they just tried. They tried to make something better, and they just couldn't do it. it. It may have seemed like a good idea at first, but honestly, it's not. So for gore this is a two out of five there's some really cool looking things that they made but there's nothing really truly gory the goriest things when you they chop the mother turkey in half and she splits open you get to see the insides looks pretty good and then of course jefferson's dead body and then when poor nibla first hits the ground and dies uh only to have a soul used other than that, there's nothing else really in there, and it's kind of just all shitty. Even the chainsaw to the mouth could have been a lot better than it actually was. It just went in her mouth, and a little bit of blood came out of the sides of the puppet, and that was it. Uh, fun factor, it's a one. This is just, it's not fun to watch. There's a couple of good little one-liners here and there. A couple of smart things, but in general, to me, it's just not worth it. And the crap factor, it's a five. It's just crap all around. You got puppets that look good puppets that look like shit i do give them props on being a puppet horror movie if that's what they wanted to call it but in general it's just it's ugly everything is ugly except for turkey and uh yomi which is like a muppet puppet so there's nothing doing they can't they say there's a whole workshop that worked on it good job (laughs) for making something that looks horrible uh, or serviceable. I I could have made that fell thing myself. Well, no, I probably couldn't because I fucking suck at art. But uh, yeah. So overall, I give this one <sighs> pussy sniffing rapping granny out of five. It's just. It's really not worth your time. I like bad movies. I like bad horror movies. This is just a pile of monkey feces. It's just awful and I cannot express that enough. If you have seen Thanks killing, unless you want to torture yourself and ruin the first one for you uh, for yourself, don't sit and watch this movie. It it really makes me think differently about the first one. and it But it does make me a little thankful that that one's so entertaining. In fact, I should probably just go back and watch that again and call it Thanksgiving 3 instead of this film. Watch it two more times. I get my 2 and I get my 3. I don't care if it's the same movie. I understand they took a chance, but it just failed miserably. If you want to torture yourself, go through and watch it. Um, there's not enough turkey in it. There's not enough uh, good one-liners in the film. uh, And I don't get to hear gobble-gobble motherfucker until the very end of the movie right before the credits go. So that's the hugest strike against this film. Next episode uh, that's coming out in two weeks, the next review. uh, We are going to start Christmas month. Oh, yes. We're looking at some Christmas horror films or winter-themed horror uh, it kind of stinks because there isn't going to be another killing type of movie unless somebody makes one. Or if you want to suggest one to me, please do uh, check at the end of the show for where you can reach me at. But first, in our Christmas lineup this year or our holiday lineup this year is a movie that I wanted to do last year, but I didn't get a chance to see it. So now I'm going to.
3: It's the most wonderful time of the year. With the kids jingle bells. Merry Christmas! Looks like Martha Stewart threw up in here. This is delicious, funny. honey.
0: It's a little dry. Well mine's delicious. Mine's dry. Do you want to trade? It's the It's Christmas.
3: It's Christmas. it's Christmas. It's Christmas. Fucking- <laughs>
6: With those holiday greetings and gear.
3: How are we going to survive Christmas with 12 people stuck in a house with no heat and no electricity? Or food. There's plenty of leftovers, Howard.
0: Beer it is. It's the weirdest thing. There's no cars, no people.
3: How long can this keep up? <laughs> heard something
0: on the roof. the
6: hell is this? St. Nicholas is not coming this year. Instead, a much darker ancient spirit. Those are hooves. Elk? Or goat? kind of goat walks on its hind legs? His name is Krampus. <laughs> He and his helpers did not come to give, but to take.
0: Everybody, hold on to each other.
6: He is the shadow of Saint Nicholas.
3: it's christmas nothing bad's gonna happen on christmas that's
2: right i'm gonna take a look at the 2015 film krampus Uh, So that'll be the start of the December month of podcasts, uh, and there will be three for this year, uh, right up until, I believe, the end of the month. So look for that coming out in two weeks. That'll be the next review for the Terrible Terror podcast. Uh, as always, you can find the podcast on Twitter. It's T underscore T underscore podcast. You can email any suggestions that you have. Uh, podcast at gmail.com. Check out the Facebook page, uh, which is Terrible Terror Podcast. And if you could, you can always review the podcast on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, Blueberry, and Google Play. Uh, that helps the podcast get seen, and I really appreciate it. So, check us out next time uh for Krampus. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you later.
6: The name's flow is bitch, and I'm an old fucking rapper. Me and Birdie B, we tear it up and down. We got a three prong glass of gangster merlue. Cause we be gangster heads, and that's what gangster heads do. Boom, shakalaka, locker, ain't that what they say? I got a clock with your name on it every day. Discount at McDonald's, I'd like me a McChicken. There's a hole in my box that you could stick a dick in. I'm a bingo queen, don't you ever forget. I'm like B I N when I go stick Harry and black, I like them big like King Kong. Pull my diaper to the side and just stick it. No sprinkle, Sprinkle, love, Sprinkle, love, baby. I'm great sprinkle. i not What I sprinkle want for dinner, baby, is a
4: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.